1: from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a program coming to you on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local Mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making the sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. How are you?
0: Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs>
1: Stuck in your head now. <laughs> Stuck in your head. It was great. It's that so like good. that's
0: one of the better things that you've done since I've been here.
1: Is just send you that link. Yeah. It's a it's a low bar. <laughs> today is Tuesday. March 23rd, 2021, 247 days until Thanksgiving, episode 1,131, 1,131. This is the Jerome Williams episode. On today's show, friends, we have two topics, both of which I think could fall under the category of Hot Take Tuesday.
0: Yeah, a little bit of debate.
1: The first one, we're going to embrace debate. Um, the first one is about sub-FBS football. So right now, FCS football is going on. Should they make the move to, F- to the spring permanently? We'll talk about that in the back half of the show. It's Hot Take Tuesday, and yours truly has, uh, has Hot Take Tuesday. Yeah. i got a hot take. i got a hot take that I think is going to burn this house down, which uh, is, is problematic because the insurance has lapsed. But in any case, we'll have that coming up at the back half of the show. Do we have first fourth through the door?
0: We sure do. We, it was Aaron Arbuckle. Uh, Nolan Ruth is joining us again, our good buddy. Rob Hadaway Andrew, and Andrew Christensen. So welcome in, fellas.
1: Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Oh! Today, um, the, the powers that be announced that starting on, here's a public service announcement, yeah. starting on Monday, all Texans, 16 and up, are eligible to get the COVID-19 vaccine. How cool that? Which is all is very that? good. So, uh, looking to sign you up. I got it before I was eligible, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, by just signing up all over the place because other specific localities have been able to open things up. This is going to be a statewide thing. Right. And so if you're looking for some tips and some tricks, um, if you are willing to drive a little bit, if you're willing to drive like to other counties, mm-hmm. sign up in surrounding counties. That's how I had my luck. Yeah. Uh, I do not live in Hood County, which is where Granbury is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where I got my vaccine. So that would be my advice. There's also a number of outstanding resources. Um, I think vaccinefinder.org is one of them uh, as far as finding it. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking to get it as quickly as possible, because now that everybody's eligible, there's probably going to be a, a, a flood of people signing up. hmm My advice would be if you're willing and able to, to, to travel a little bit. hmm to yeah, I at.
0: got mine in a different county than yeah. I live in, so
1: just look outside, like surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you know, don't drive to. If you live in DFW, don't drive to Amarillo, but maybe do drive to Amarillo. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, <laughs> is think creatively because especially if you live in a major metro area, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of people to get through. Right. If you go to places that are a little bit more, uh, on the outskirts. population. What's the opposite of dense? Boy, sparse sparse thank you Ooh, um, I'm on a heater. nice job it, a little bit more population sparse you may have more luck yes. so there's that
0: and if anyone is concerned about having symptoms let me know and i can walk you through some tips and tricks on to how to get through that yeah it's um, not that bad hydrate it is bad but hydrate you get through it <laughs> and
1: tylenol that's what i was yes told. yep extra hydrate strength
0: tylenol. tylenol make sure you have it
1: extra it helps. strength tylenol and 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 because because you and i both had it you had worse symptoms than I did, mm-hmm. although I think we're starting to find out that like, and I'm not trying to scare the ladies out there, ladies, mm-hmm. uh, but it sounds like women may have there's there's some studies out there that say that women have a little bit worse side effects than yeah
0: men. yeah I have heard that Which many stinks. of times it's but we both had less s- than ideal but we. we we both than had, the Rona.
1: Yeah, we both had sore arm though. That was one thing. We both had we both had 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 sore arm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So. I thought my cannons could take a better punch than that, no. but uh, I thought my my cannon was about to mm. deteriorate. That's rough.
1: That's <laughs> rough. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with our first topic, which I'm gonna be honest, uh, I I don't I don't love agreeing with uh, or you know not necessarily agreeing, but I don't love Taking my cues from uh, from commentators on- online, uh, especially on on the ESPNs, but uh, but I want to talk a little bit about FCS football. So FCS football is going on right now. There were some FCS programs that played in the fall, uh, but I think the major the championship is in the spring, and so most FCS programs are playing right now. They're playing in the spring. I probably don't have to tell you why. They delayed their season from the fall to the spring uh, for the sake of COVID-19. I would say that their goal was to play uh, the FCS football in a time when uh, COVID-19 virus was not as prevalent. I would say they have probably achieved that. That right now COVID-19 is on the downslope and in the fall it was on the upslope. Not Value judgment, just kind of a statement of fact. Anyway. So, it's, it sparked a little bit of a conversation uh, that uh, one person, uh, David Pollock, uh, former Georgia... He played for Georgia, right? Yes. Um, was he the guy who was on The Bachelor or was that Jesse Palmer?
0: That uh, was Jesse Palmer. That was Jesse Palmer. I think. That was a They're all so ago. handsome. No, 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 no. no. The Bachelor was uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan.
1: Okay. Yes. They're all so handsome.
0: They are. I wish I was
1: handsome. Anyway. Yeah. Point is, he made David Pollock made the point on ESPN. He said, hey, what if FCS football moved to the spring permanently? Mm-hmm. What if instead of, I think we all recognize that the 2020 season, which is known as 2021, was always going to be weird. Um, what if we took this situation and made it permanent? I think that the argument for moving it to the spring permanently is kind of I would say pretty clear. And that that is that FCS I think I think FCS football is and, and sub FCS football is really intriguing and really fun to watch. And when it is in the fall and going head to head Mm-hmm. With every with with FBS football. Right. Which is this this juggernaut. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets swallowed whole. Yeah. It kind of doesn't get the attention that I would argue it deserves. Right. Uh that if the you could have the best FCS game in the world, mm-hmm. you could have Sam Houston State against Incarnate Word, which would be right now A unbelievable. Yeah. But if it's going up against...
0: Uh, like in the state of Texas, if Texas is playing...
1: If it's going up against... Let's pick a... If it's going up against Texas Tech versus Kansas, yeah. a decidedly boring Big 12 game, mm-hmm. it is going. It is not going to get nearly the attention no. that, the, that Tech and Kansas did simply because of the TV contract, simply because of the fan bases, simply because of that. So, why not... Move it to the spring and give yourself a bigger platform mm-hmm. when everybody, I think, is kind of starving for football. Right. Right. Everybody is, is you know, football is a year-round sport. Hi. <laughs> and give them something to watch. Right. Give I people ab- an opportunity to get into it.
0: I agree completely. And for sake of debate, can I bring up the counter argument?
1: Well, of course.
0: I say that the number one concern is the fact that the FCS schools rely so heavily on the payment that they get to play the FBS schools is where the biggest concern comes into play.
1: To me, there's two different concerns that I would have. And the reason that I say no, and Mm -hmm. you shouldn't move it to the spring permanently, that it's fine for a one-year fix. I think we all recognize it needed Mm -hmm. to be a one-year fix
0: and hopefully it's building more fan base right sure. now, too. Hopefully that carries hopefully over. A,
1: hopefully there's a positive that if you've never seen Sam Houston State play and you're watching them on, for, on, on Saturday and you're like, this team's really Just fun. Dominating fools. <laughs> this team's really fun. I like what Casey Keeler's doing there. Then hopefully you'll hop on the bandwagon. That's neither here nor there. The two arguments that I would have against moving FCS football to the spring. One is what you mentioned. There's a financial element to this mm-hmm. that, yes, they do have TV deals and potentially you could get a better TV deal mm-hmm. in if you were to move to the spring permanently because you're not competing for airtime on ESPN2 uh, with Michigan State and Minnesota. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, because that's always going to win. But... Even if you do get that TV deal from an individual school by school perspective, right now for some of these FCS schools, they are largely reliant on uh, the pay games. Mm -hmm. They're largely reliant on uh, Texas paying um, uh, uh, Tarleton Mm -hmm. to come to Austin on Saturday Mm-hmm. Uh, to play them, well, because group
0: of five schools are relying on that. So it's do. definitely right. reliant in FCS.
1: FCS they rely on that on that revenue. They mm-hmm. need that revenue, and you know the University for those who don't know the University of Texas will cut a check to Tarleton to come and play at. Uh, at at DKR, yeah, you uh, get like
0: a million dollars to go yeah. and play, <laughs> and
1: and and you know for Tarleton, it's a it's a huge win for them because they get a million dollars and their kids get to go play at Austin, mm-hmm. and for Texas, uh, they th- they get to fill their schedule with a game that, let's be honest, is probably not going to threaten them in the loss call and
0: their third strings get some playing time right. half the time, <laughs> right?
1: So that's part of it. They have to be made whole from the revenue perspective. Here's the bigger issue. And here's why I think moving to the spring would be a negative for FCS. I think moving to the spring would further what is already a problem with perception, which is I think it would be othering FCS. What it would do is I think that if they move to the FCS and you have a kid who has an offer from – a bad school, uh, a team that's bad at football. Um, Utah? That's mean. Uh, I was going to say Bowling Green. Okay. They have an offer from Bowling Green. And Bowling Green plays on weirdo days. They play on Tuesday night match mm-hmm. They play on Thursdays. They play on Fridays. They play on Wednesdays. They play all over the... Fr- but they play in the fall. If you have an offer from there and you have an offer from Sam Houston State, mm-hmm. an objectively excellent FCS team, mm-hmm. There is, to me, a real threat to FCS that that kid is going to look at that and say, "Yeah, but I have to play in the spring." Yep. And it would be so different. And suddenly they would be othered. Mm-hmm. They would be, "Oh, they're in that wacky league. They're in." Uh, you know, I think I think of this in a lot of ways. The way that we think of the CFL. Yes. The Canadian Football League. The Canadian Football League is fun to watch. The Mm -hmm. Canadian Football League has some really good talent in it. But the Canadian Football League has two or three things that are different that I think end up being... I think that 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 keeps them from having more talent go there. That a guy would rather be... If if, if pay were equal, a guy would rather be on the practice squad of the Minnesota Vikings Mm -hmm. than he would be going to... The CFL simply because things are just that much different.
0: It almost I feels like a rec league.
1: Almost, it's it's othered. Yeah, in, in America, it's fine. Fair uh, or not, it is that is the perception is that it is othered. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the XFL has fought real fought I should say past tense fought really hard not to be othered. They fought really hard not to to be a second not not necessarily to to be less than Mm -hmm. but to be
0: it's what minor league baseball is to major league baseball like a step you can look at it as a stepping stone rather than something that's just a totally separate
1: unit and to me that othering of fcs football by moving it to the spring permanently would have a net negative impact on the sport mm-hmm. yes would they have a bigger platform I agree but I all, uh, March they Madness. Would, they, I mean yeah they'd have to they'd have to fight against college basketball you know which wouldn't be a problem until it got to March because I you right. know, I think that 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 bor- born out uh, they they'll have to fight about baseball and stuff like that but I think it's fair to say they would have a bigger platform in the spring than in the fall but that said I think that if you're looking for the overall health of the league Moving it to the spring would be problematic because it would become that different league. It, mm-hmm. would, become, it would become so separate uh, because of the time of the year that it plays at.
0: Well, the other thing that I didn't think about until a lot of people brought it up in the comments too, but that seems like it would gravely affect the transfer portal too.
1: Because, oh well there's I mean
0: I mean, those guys like when you go to a FCS school, a lot of guys look at that as again a stepping stone to get up to an FBS level and to enter the transfer portal and to get to, you know, do that. But it's like that would that would make things real wonky. It'll
1: me it'll make things very wonky that you know, if you wanted to move that, there would be all sorts of eligibility issues and things like that. I I think, I understand the people who say, hey, why not play for them, like when you have the most attention, Mm -hmm. which would be in the spring. And I get that.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: But I think overall, the on balance, FCS is better suited playing in the fall than it is playing in the spring. Now... Let's think of creative ways to get them that spotlight. Mm-hmm. Let's play on Mondays and Tuesdays and yeah, Wednesdays. Let's... Look
0: how good the maxion does. Like, that's right. typically not very good football, well, but people watch it because well, it's, it's on it Tuesdays. It is at least a
1: brand. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Come up with those types of ways to give yourself a little, to carve out a little bit of spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I also do not think that moving to the spring is a net positive no. for the FCS ranks.
0: Also, as a person who worked in an athletic department for four years, that's just a nightmare for every person working in an athletic department. Oh, yeah. Having that and basketball and all the other stuff going on, that's a nightmare. <laughs> There's also
1: that. Anyway, let us know what you think in the comments. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Excuse me a second.
0: We're all good. Sorry.
1: My bad. Okay. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe.
0: It's your bean water.
1: It is my bean water. <laughs> Pickle, you know, it's weird. I hope I'm not coming down with something. Are because you suddenly? getting hot, too. feels a little hot in here. <laughs> it's Hot Take Tuesday here on Texas Football Today where we invite a member of Dave Campbell's Texas football staff to uh, let it rip on uh, 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 something that they've got on their mind, on their chest, on their heart, That's on, just on their back. Burning. It's just burning a hole.
0: It cannot stay internal any longer. It it's can't. got to get out into the world. It can't.
1: And um, today, that man is me. Yes. That's me. It's my job to come up with your, your hot take for the week. <laughs>
0: he had enough courage.
1: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to use the word hero. Uh-huh. I'm just agreeing with you mm-hmm. who used the word yes, hero. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> my take, the piece will be up on texasfootball.com shortly as soon as I finish writing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to people. It's about halfway done. Uh... <laughs> it's up here. it's on an Excel spreadsheet. Let's talk about defense. And and let's talk about one of the oldest adages in sports, which is, you know, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. You know? Oh, yeah. Or offense sells tickets, but defense defense wins championships.
0: Before our basketball games, we used to have to, like, slam the floor and say defense wins championships to get our minds right. That's we didn't win championships.
1: <laughs> I would like a video of you. Doing anyway. So that's an old adage, especially in, in, in football. And and I like I, I think I don't tell you guys, I like Texas high school football coaches, and one of the things that I like about Texas high school football coaches is they are they love their sayings. They're predictable mm-hmm. in their in their sayings, right? <laughs> they tend to be a little bit repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh and and one of those is that defense wins championships. That you gotta have a great defense. To win uh, a championship. And so I want to focus here on the Texas high school football world. For a moment. Because. I think that we have just all kind of accepted that. As an undeniable fact. That okay well. You know that these teams that have these great offenses. That's great. But when it gets to, to, to you know. When it gets to, to winning time. Mm-hmm. When it gets to championship time. You look at the teams with great defenses. And I'm here to tell you. Yeah. You gotta have a great defense to win a state championship. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at these, these numbers, and you'll see them on TexasFootball.com of the last three, the last thirty UIL 11-man state championships. Now, I want to be very clear to our six-man friends. I tried to include six-man in this, it but does not six, work. <laughs> six-man offensive and defensive numbers. Uh, are 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 weird simply because of the 45-point mercy rule, mm-hmm. that like you can be the most dominant offense of all time and only average 46 points a game because your defense just never gives up any points. Mm-hmm. That's not a So I tried to include them. It's just there's no elegant way of including them. But if you take a look at the last 30 UIL 11-man state champions, you're going to find a lot of really good defenses. Mm-hmm. Okay? In fact... If you take a look at them, of the 30, all but 7 of them, so 23 of them, ranked in the top 10% on scoring defense of their own classification. It's impressive. That is. Top 10%. So you are, you more than likely, more often than not, you need to have a top 10%, which I think we can we could call that elite right mm-hmm. if you're in, or at least at least great yes right we can argue with with what the words mean either great or elite you've got to have that kind of defense yeah. more often than not to win a state like, championship like i
0: think it's fair to say westlake had an elite defense you know like that is elite they had
1: the number 1 defense in in the state yeah. last year yeah so i could right? say
0: you know maybe top 5 top right. 10 elite there, there the rest were, of them were great the
1: only two that were outside this past year that were outside the top of their own classification Mm -hmm. were Alito and Argyle. Those were the only two that from a scoring defense perspective were outside the top 10% of their their classification. I can see that. So, yeah, you got to have a great defense to win a state championship.
0: And I think that a real big point that you can use to think about teams, specifically those, a couple of the Region 4 after dark games, you start looking at teams like, I feel like Corpus Christi Miller is a super good example of that. They had one of the absolute most high-flying offenses with Andrew Boddy, and they were able to get really deep into the playoffs, but right about the time that they could have punched their ticket, that's when it showed they just couldn't get it done without any
1: sort of a defense. Certainly. And so on average, on average, the last 30 state champions Mm -hmm. have ranked in the top 7%. Wow. Of their cla- of their classification on total defense, right? So yeah, you got to have a great defense. Great topic, right? Yeah. But but something funny happened as I was continuing to do this. Okay. Because we mentioned that 23 of the 30 state champions ranked in the top 10 percent of their classification in defense, mm-hmm. total defense. Well, this is weird because 24. Of the 30 state champions. Ranked in the top 10% in total offense. In fact. You know that we, we talked about how the average. State champion. Ranked about in the top 7% mm-hmm. of their classification. Of, um, of their classification total defense. Well offensively. They ranked in the top 6.1%. Yeah. Of their classification. Alright. So if you're looking at this. In fact there was only one state champion from last year mm-hmm. that ranked outside the top 10% of their classification in total offense. That was Jim Ned. right, which... Was... I'm sorry, there were two. Uh, Winthorce as well.
0: Okay, yeah. And both of those seem very on brand to be but, outside of
1: that. But here's the thing. Numbers-wise. Right now, if you take a look at this team, at, at the data, why don't we say that offense wins championships? Because right now... There is a stronger correlation of elite offense equals championship than there is defense. But here is my point. I'm not here to tell you that defense doesn't win championships because it absolutely does. You more often than not need to have an elite defense to win a Texas high school football state championship. Mm-hmm. The numbers bear that out. I think they're going to bear them out in, into perpetuity. Right. What I'm saying is, you probably better have an elite offense, too. Right. That, really, there's only a handful of teams that didn't have an elite offense mm-hmm. that went on to win a state championship. Okay? Like, and by the way, when we're talking about didn't have an elite offense, I mean, I'm talking like 2018 Highland Park was 14th in 4A Division One, Right? Right. Uh, uh 2019 or 2019 uh, grandview was 12th mm-hmm. okay that's that's the 11th percentile of three division one what i'm saying is that we keep hammering home oh man these defenses like the defenses are the things that are going to put you over the top mm-hmm. i'm saying that we have gotten to the point i'm not saying defense is overrated mm-hmm. what i'm saying is if you've got a great defense That's no longer enough. Mm -hmm. That's no longer enough. There are fundamentally only... uh, Boy, I'm trying to look at one team. I mean, mean, basically, Jim Ned is the only team that rode a pretty good offense and a great defense to a state championship in the last three years. Mm -hmm. One. Yeah. One out of 30.
0: I feel like that's almost to the point where... They do not both have to be elite. If they're both elite, then they look like the Carthage machine, right. and they just will absolutely go out there and destroy someone. But they, one of them needs to be elite, and the other one at least has to be great. You yes. can't have, and like I said, Corpus Christi Miller, elite offense, not a great defense. So you couldn't get that middle ground, but you start looking at the programs that did win. Everyone, Westlake, I would say elite defense, great I, offense. Here's the
1: thing. I would say in the last three years, mm-hmm. We've had one team with a good but not great offense, mm-hmm. but an elite defense win a state championship. That's 2020 Gymnet, yes. which is their own crazy <laughs> story themselves, right? <laughs> right. 2020 Gymnet. Mm-hmm. I would say there are... If you want to include Winthorst in that, maybe you can, but I, would I, say, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that Winthorst offense is pretty good. Yeah. I count... Three, maybe four, state champions that had an elite offense, mm-hmm. but not a great defense. Or, or let's just say, only a good defense. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, 20, this year's Alito team. Mm-hmm. This year's Alito team so is like a perfect example. They had an elite offense, mm-hmm. pretty good defense. Right? ninth. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say Galena Park North Shore last year, 2019. Yes. Yeah. Elite Absolutely. offense, pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go back to that Longview team in 2018. Yep. Elite offense, pretty good defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm saying you've got to have both. I'm saying it's no longer enough to mm-hmm. simply have an elite defense. And honestly, the numbers would bear out that if you have to pick one, you want the offense. You want the offense. Mm-hmm. That's something I found particularly interesting. So, again, my hot take is not that defense, that, that, that defense wins championship is outdated. Because I think you got to have that. Yes, absolutely. What I'm saying is you've got to have that excellence on both sides in order to get there. And just because we focus so much of the adage on the defensive side does not mean that you can just coast by with an average offense. Those days are gone. You have to have at least a great offense to have a chance to win a state championship. So that's going to be up on TexasFootball.com, my piece. Does defense really win championships in Texas high school football? And now we go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts.
0: I'll give, uh, I'll give one shout-out here to a comment that I thought really hit the nail on the head. Matthew McSpadden said, A good defense can give an offense an edge in field position and make an average offense look great. Likewise, an offense that can dominate tempo will make a good defense look great. Certainly. And I feel like that's exactly what think, you're saying. Right. Is
1: It's got to be a cohesive thing. Yep.
0: Yeah you have I to think, have a a team not separate units. I've got to be honest. Like
1: I just don't think I think the days of a team like the uh that Buccaneers team coached by John Gruden. Oh yeah. Of where <laughs> that defense was just relentless and the offense was was fine. Was that
0: before or after he kicked the 70-yard field goal? There's that.
1: <laughs> where that was the, the I think those days especially at right. least in high school football. They're mm-hmm. gone.
0: The talent pool is too much. No, I at think this they're point. gone. And I think offenses
1: have moved on to the point that 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 you can't just have an elite defense, and that's going to take care of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially in the quarterback run that we're in, you're in Will's piece go hand right. in hand. Here. You've got
1: to you've got to have both, mm-hmm. and and they've got to feed one another. And I think that that's one thing that you've we've seen over the past couple of years is if you don't have it, it you know, you got to have at least one elite unit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the numbers bear out that if you're going to pick one, you want to have the offense and the defense and then will it's be, gotta be
0: great. You've got to have another be, be,
1: unit, be very good at least. Mm-hmm. There's that. Yeah. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Uh, it's young. Please meet your Player it. of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.